Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Something About Sports right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Chip Hazard. And I'm Roger Sierra. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are one week out from the NFL draft. And there's a lot of questions as to who's going to be taking number one overall, what team's going to do what. And every year, it seems like we think we have a good handle on some things. But then again, things just don't work out the way people think it is. So being labeled an NFL bust isn't just a dubious honor to some people. It's an unfortunate designation that will linger in the minds of the fan bases for many, many years to come, knowing that their team made a bonehead decision by picking a very disappointing player. Not all, uh, not all such you know, draft busts are created equal, if you will. Some are horrible, some are awful, some are at the absolute worst. So today, we are going to be discussing the 10 biggest NFL draft busts in the history of the draft. Uh, which one of you guys want to take the first one tonight? Um, you can. Uh, all right, sure. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about tonight is Steve Eatman. Eatman I want to say that's how it's pronounced. A uh, defensive end for Washington, who was drafted number one overall by the Indianapolis Colts in 1992. At least Eatman has a 90-yard interception return for a touchdown on his NFL resume. But that play during his rookie season was probably the highlight of his career. Injuries destroyed the remainder of his, of his tenure in Indianapolis, for whom he managed only five sacks in three seasons before he was released by the team. Uh, have anyone, have you, either of you guys ever heard of this guy? No, I don't think I've ever heard of him. No, I don't think I have either, to be honest. I I, I, I could tell you straight up, I never heard of him. Uh, he played – interesting. He played for Indianapolis for two for three years. He was in Miami for two years and then Washington for one year. And then he became a head coach for the Spokane Shock in the uh, Arena Football League – Indoor Football League, I'm sorry. And then – Although he was voted into the College Football Hall of Fame in uh, 2006, so there's that. But in terms of his NFL stats, 103, uh, 103 uh, tackles, eight sacks, and one interception. The lone interception ran back for a touchdown in his very first uh, season with Indianapolis. Um, oh, he was in the movie uh, Little Giants back in 1994. Okay, so there's a <laughs> – a little tid, a little bit of trivia for you guys. But yeah, um, now his his play in Washington when he played for the Washington Huskies um, made him a uh, he was a fourth he was a consensus All American who won the Outland Trophy and and a uh, a Bill Willis Trophy, which is given to uh, which is basically it's like a it's like it's it's like most touchdowns, defensive touchdowns in a season or something like that. And he was also packed in defensive player of the year. Twice. So twice, yes. So he had a resume. Uh worthy of being the number one overall pick. I mean, you could, you know, give or take that. Uh 1992, that was the year that, you know, and I'm just looking, I'm not even gonna go through all of them, but Terrell Buckley was in that draft, Troy Vincent was in that draft. Um uh, going through and seeing a couple of Jimmy Smith was in that draft. Rod Smith was in that draft. So, 
you know, but again, this is all in hindsight. After all, we are talking about a draft that took place over 30 years ago or yeah, over 30 years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, that's it for Steve Itman. Atman, Eatman, whatever, have you, how the hell you pronounce it. <laughs> that being said, let's move on to the next one. Which one do you guys want to take this one? Uh, I guess I will. Okay. Uh, so next on the list is former Texas A&M quarterback, uh, number 22 overall to the Cleveland Browns in the 2014 NFL draft. If you're not sure who that is, we're talking about good old Johnny football, Johnny Manziel himself. Um, so he uh, he joined legendary quarterback busts such as Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf. With his quick off-field related flameout with the Browns, he lasted with the team and the NFL for a very forgettable just couple of seasons in which he never lived up to his dynamic Heisman-winning playmaking pedigree. The Browns had better success with Baker Mayfield winning a playoff game before deciding to upgrade to Deshaun Watson I'm still not sure that's quite of an upgrade um, from the play he put on the field last season for the few games he played we'll see how that works out for them this season <laughs> right um, you guys remember old, old Johnny football right yep old Johnny football you're talking about T.O.'s new quarterback right now you better calm it down sir <laughs> hey 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 I'm just saying. Right. Uh, I mean, he, 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 it was a lot of off field antics that um, hurt him. Uh, what do you mean? You're, you're telling me you're not allowed to go party and do a bunch of cocaine and drugs on camera right before you go play football in the NFL? <laughs> yeah. No, you're not supposed to. Not do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's not do that at all. I mean, you're not yeah. supposed to fight your teammates and everything like that in the locker room? Uh, no. No, no. Um, so he he did play uh, for the Cleveland Browns from 2014 to 2015. Uh, then he played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the Montreal Oulets, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That's not real. Yes, it is. <laughs> Canadian football team. Still not real. That's not a real league. <laughs> <laughs> then he played, uh, that was in 2018. Uh, also in 2018, he played for the uh, Montreal Oulets. Then in 2019, he played for the Memphis Express in the um, AAF or Alliance of American Football. And then he is currently playing for the FCF Zappers. Uh, yep, the fan controlled Zappers. Fan controlled football. Throwing the TO. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. His his career NFL statistics: seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. How many wins? I couldn't even tell you. Mm. Um. Let's see. Wins. Uh, we don't want college career. We want pro career. Here we go. Uh, you know what? It doesn't even. <laughs> you want to know why? Because you don't win. The 2014 Cleveland Browns had a record of seven and nine. He was the, he was the quarterback that season. Get him for all the games. I don't know. 
Seven touchdowns and interceptions. The hell have he played the whole season? Uh, and then the 2015 Cleveland Browns had a record of three and 13. Big tank for uh, old Baker. Yep. Yeah. And at the time, we didn't even know Baker was going to be the consensus number overall pick. They were still talking about that year was what Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Lamar Jackson. I only think people had Baker Mayfield on the radar. Should have overall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Lamar or Josh Allen. I think they were the two. Which, again, not taking anything away from Baker Mayfield, but I'd rather have Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen over Baker Mayfield. I'm not taking him over. I'm not taking Baker Mayfield over. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not taking that back. I'm not taking Sam Darnold or. Josh Rosen over Baker Mayfield, but the mother two guys I would. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Johnny Menzel, though, like he the class that he was in, the 2014 class, in, in terms of like that was the Jadavian Clowney uh class. so Johnny Menzel was two and six. He played eight games in two years. Oh wow. Oh wow. That's crazy. Yeah, this yeah, but this is also the Khalil Mack draft, also. It's in CJ Mosley. So there they was there was a plethora of uh player in terms of quarterbacks. The only quarterback that was taken ahead of Johnny Manziel was Blake Bortles. Now still a better pick. Yeah. One more game. Yeah. Uh quarterbacks taken after Johnny Manziel were Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Logan uh Thomas, Tom Savage. A.J. McCarron, Aaron Murray, Zach Mettenberger, David Fales, Keith Whaling, and Jai Bird. Good old Tom Savage. The old Tom Savage. So you're telling me they passed up on Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, and Johnny Manziel. I mean, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for Johnny Manziel? Yes. Pretty much, yeah. Ah, no wonder they fucking suck. Yeah. Well, but you have to look at it this way. Johnny Manziel was playing at Texas A&M and Texas A&M had just, you know, just went to the SEC and he Did just won the Heisman he, Trophy. But they didn't Hold win on. the SEC championship. They, you're right. They, they didn't, I don't even think they competed for the SEC championship. They did it. So right. literally, literally it was just him being bodacious. That's all it right. was. Right. But because I think, I think mainly because Teddy Bridgewater played in the American Conference, uh, Derek Carr played in the Mountain West Conference, and Jimmy G played in the Ohio Valley Conference. Like, who the fuck are these guys from Louisville, Fresno State, and Eastern Illinois? You know, oh, that's a Texas A&M guy. Oh, you know, he, that's that's the future of the NFL right there. That's Johnny Football. You can't say that, though, because nope. who else came from Louisville? Lamar Jackson. I'm not discrediting Louisville. But what I'm saying is, is that I'm thinking maybe in the mind's eye of the NFL owners, they look at the SEC – Regardless of what team in the SEC you play for, they still look at the SEC as the power conference, even though the majority of the SEC players that go to the NFL, half of them fizzle out, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it, and it's not a discredit on them or anything. It's just the way that it is, you know, but SEC, Big Ten and Big 12 teams are always going to have the, unless you're like a way like, like big, big standout star, um, you know, that, you know, can jump off the screen. You know what I mean? And, and, and there's some kids, like Blake Bortles out of you, he played in Central Florida. But 
everybody else, South Carolina, Auburn, Clemson, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, you know, Michigan, LSU, you know, the big power teams, you know. So they'll, they, what they probably thought was, oh, Johnny Manziel, he played in the SEC. He's good, dude. I think he'll be good. But little did we know. But that being said, let's move on to the very next one on the list. Roger, it's you, Bubba. So next on the list um, is Lawrence Phillip, running back from Nebraska in 1996, uh, NFL draft, selected number six overall to the St. Louis Rams. Was that their second shift over to St. Louis? I believe so. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, but some consider Phillips the best defensive play. No, the best player. Sorry, I was going to say it's not defensive. Uh, some consider Phillips the best player in the 1996 class considering what he had done in college on the field, but his actions off the field were what ruined his NFL career. The Rams cut Phillip during the 1997 in part of because the number of days he had spent in jail, 23, was more than the number of starts he had made for the team, 20. Uh, trouble followed Phillips after his NFL career. He tragically died in prison after he hung himself in, oh, God, Ugh. in January 2016. Yeah. Maybe we should have read ahead a little. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he played at, like what you said, uh, Nebraska. And uh, overall, his three years as a Cornhusker, he ran uh, 3,102 yards for 33 touchdowns and made – uh 33 receiving 33 catches for 221 yards and a touchdown as well um his career total in the nfl in terms of i'm sorry not in the nfl i apologize his whole career playing in the nfl um the cfl and all that as as far as professional football goes 3982 yards rushing uh with 42 touchdowns 105 rece receptions for 850 yards and a touchdown uh and that his only receiving touchdown was in the nfl in the 1996 season when he played for the rams mm. Mm. yeah says here that on september 1st he was charged with first degree murder and on november 9th of of the same of the same year the prosecution was granted motion to reconsider whether to not to seek the death penalty so, didn't really help much because he decided to do it on his own. Yeah. Um, autopsy later revealed on January fifth, uh, it was it was announced to Phillips' family uh, had agreed to donate his brain to science at the University of Boston, where it was discovered that he had chronic traumatic uh, CTE. Yeah, of course he had CTE. He played football. Yeah. In the nineties. Yeah. Fuck's a helmet. Yeah. Very, very sad. Um, very, very sad. So uh, that took a time for it worse. But that being said, Chip, any oh, thoughts? That we dove in there. Got the facts. Yeah. Chip, any, any your any any response? No. Okay. That being said, let's move on to the very next one on the list. Brian Bosworth, linebacker from Oklahoma, who was picked up in the first round of the supplemental draft in 1987 to the Seattle Seahawks. 
the Seahawks probably could have could could have predicted Bosworth in the NFL would have would be known more for his off-field antics than his on-field performance. He was decent on the field, save for the infamous Bo Jackson encounter until a bad shoulder forced him into retirement during his third NFL season. Bosworth started only 24 games for the Seattle Seahawks. What are y'all's thoughts on Brian Bosworth? Boz, if you will. He ran it to Bo. That's the biggest issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He a um, killer in two sports. Bruh. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, he was a 1987 supplemental draft. Um, I don't even think it lets me click. Why is it not letting me click? Oh, because of supplemental. That's why it's not. Who was it? Um, why did you have a supplemental draft? Who was uh, expansion team? What? Uh, I don't know who the expansion team was that year. Uh, what? No, no, it wasn't Seattle in '87. No. Here, I'm clicking on it right now. Hold on, a was second. it supplemental draft? It, it. I don't think so. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't know. Um, no, '87 is too late. Yeah. Um, notable undrafteds. Okay, that's a different one. Let me just go back up to the top. That was the yeah, – okay, let's see. The, 19, the 1987 NFL draft. The most selections – was it – no, it wasn't Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay was playing in the 70s. Panthers and Jaguars. Panthers and Jaguars. That's who it was. In 87? Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong year. Let's see. <laughs> I was looking at the last expansion. That was the last expansion. Uh, who was the fucking team before that, then? Oh, I don't care uh, about them. And other fucking team. No. This was, yeah, the, the, the 87 draft was uh, Vinny Testaverde being drafted to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, but why was there a supplemental draft in 87? That's the, yeah. that's well, what was, we're wondering. Well there, well, there was also a... There was also twelve rounds in the draft too. This is this is what I'm confused about too. The league also held a supplemental draft after the regular draft and before the regular season. Okay, let me click here. Okay, it says in 1977 the NFL had also held a supplemental draft to commemorate to accommodate players who did not enter the regular draft. Players generally entered the supplemental draft because they miss filing deadlines for the NFL draft or became issues or became issue because issues developed which affected their eligibility such as academic or disciplinary matters the supplemental draft was scheduled to occur at the same point after the regular draft and before the start of the next season in 1984 the nfl had an additional draft for players who were under contract to either the the usfl or the cfl teams okay so basically the supplemental draft is for players who basically get their bid in before the actual draft. And then they, the supplemental draft, I guess, is for them to, I guess, but, but I mean, some still put people still sign undrafted players, but I don't know. Because as I'm looking at the first round, Seattle had a supplemental draft and and it wasn't until the third round where the Bucks had a supplemental draft. But okay, but if that's the case, then that this is what's confusing to me. Why is it the first? Okay, 
I, I don't know. Because Chris Carter was drafted in the 87 supplemental draft. Oh, That's wow. crazy. Yeah. He's the number one pick in the supplemental draft. Uh, so, but back to Bosworth real quick. Yeah. Um, so at the time, he signed with the Seahawks, a team that sent him a letter of disinterest. He then turned around and signed the biggest contract in Seahawks team history up to that point and the biggest rookie NFL contract in history up to that point. Ten years, $11 million. He played two years and had to retire because he had he was a 25-year-old with the shoulders of a 60-year-old. Damn. I knew that to you. Yeah. Well, and well, you, you also would you say Roger? He said cocaine, cocaine will do that to you. <laughs> was he on cocaine? <laughs> it's nineteen eighty-seven. Everybody was on cocaine. Do you not see that motherfucker? What you mean? Was he on cocaine? <laughs> he did. He was barred from playing in the Orange Bowl following his junior year in college because he tested positive for steroids. That was the only thing he was doing. Yeah. Hell, Lawrence Taylor broke Joe Theismann's leg on cocaine, so, I mean. No, pre-workout. Bullshit, it was, pre- it was cocaine. No, pre-workout. It was pre-cocaine. Uh, it's the cocaine before the cocaine. That's right. <laughs> Cocaina. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right, so moving on to the. Yes, moving on to the one. next one. Uh, we're going to talk about Michigan State wide receiver, he was drafted number two overall to the Detroit Lions in 2003. We're talking Damn. about Charles Rogers. Uh, so Charles Rogers had two monster seasons at Michigan State, uh, which made him seem like a money pick for the Lions at the time. Then his rookie season was derailed by injuries. Then in 05, a violation of the NFL's drug policy got him suspended. Okay. <laughs> and uh, when the Lions dumped Rodgers in 06, nobody else wanted him. The former college star managed just 36 starts and four touchdowns during his three years in Detroit. Sadly, Rodgers also died way too young at the age of 38 in 2019 after he was diagnosed with cancer, presumably from what Roger would say would be cocaine. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't mean I don't know of many coke addicts that be getting cancer. I don't. I don't no. either. I, just, I think the cocaine kills the cancer. That's the secret. Kills everything. It says here. It says on November eleventh, two thousand nineteen, Rogers died in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, at the age of 36, due to liver failure, uh, he had been diagnosed with cancer and was in need of a liver transplant. And they don't give transplants to drug addicts, former drug addicts, unfortunately, yeah. or alcoholics. Well, it says well, it's, 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 uh, addicts in general, I guess. Yeah. Well, well, it says here it says following the injuries he suffered during the early part of his career in Detroit, Rogers developed an addiction to the prescription painkiller opioid Vicodin. Vicodin, yeah, sorry, uh, which contains acetaminophen, a product sold over the counter as Tylenol, but is known to cause severe liver uh, failure. Yeah, that's why you when, just put the pop more than four a day. 
when taken in the dosages that were alleged given to him by Lions team physicians. Yeah, that's, that's why they say don't do more than four days because you'll kill yep. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, it, that 2003 draft, man, he was, you know, taking number one without number looking – or number two, I'm sorry. Can you guys – see if you guys can, without looking, who the number one overall pick that was in 2003? Who was the team? Cincinnati Bengals. Carson Palmer? Carson Palmer, yeah. quarterback out of USC. Yep. Who was the coincidentally the 2002 Heisman Trophy winner? Uh, hey, Chip, you got the best wide receiver you ever had drafted that year. Andre Johnson, yeah. Andre Johnson, yeah. Andre, yeah. Uh, uh, Andre Bernard Johnson Hopkins? was drafted there. I would I was, still, I would pick. Hot take, I would pick. I would pick Andre Johnson over Hot, but that's just me personally, because Hot was a beast. I'm sorry, uh, Andre was a beast. No, Andre uh, was a beast. Uh, he's asked Courtland Finnegan. That that fight lives rent free in my head <laughs> all, all the time, all the time. All the time. <laughs> yes, all the time. Yes, yes. That, uh, that was one of the greatest greatest fights ever. It wasn't really a fight. No, okay, that was one of the greatest beatdowns ever. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but that 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 year was a really good year. Terrence Newman was drafted. John uh, Jordan Gross, Terrell Suggs, Troy Polamalu was in that draft. Willis McGahee, Dallas Clark, Larry Johnson. Oh, yeah, that was a hell of a lot of good players that were in this draft. Uh, Anquan Bolden was uh, uh, taken second overall. I'm sorry, uh, second round, 54th overall. Uh, Jason Witten was also in that draft. So, yeah, they had a lot of damn good players in this draft. Sante Samuel Sr. was drafted that year. I feel like I have to say Asante Samuel Sr. because Asante Samuel Jr. is now playing. God, I'm fucking old. Anyway, <laughs> um. But overall, how did you guys feel about Charles Rogers? Overall, um, I mean, he's a bust for a reason. Uh, I mean, it's sad that he died, and in, in the the vein that he died. But uh, I mean, unless you were a specific fan of him, he's pretty forgettable. Yeah, as a player. I mean, probably going to get shit on because of that take, but. No, but who? Some Lions fan somewhere, probably. First of all, they ain't been Lions fans until the last season. They've all been hiding. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. There's some Megatron fans out there. Well, Megatron fans, not necessarily Lions fans, but Megatron fans. <laughs> but. But all right. But that being said, let's move on to the very next one on the list. Uh, is it you? Who is it? Is it me? Okay, cool. I the next. Know. I just joke. I don't know. No, all I, right. No, it be me. Yeah, it's you. It's you. It's you. Uh, Hell, I don't next, fucking know. <laughs> next on the list looks like a creative character in Madden '97. Um, you can't oh, pronounce this dude's last name. Tony Man Mandarich. 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 This doesn't sound right, but who cares? Um, offensive tackle for Michigan State, uh, 1989 draft pick number two by the Green Bay Packers. Mandarich wasn't the first highly 
drafted tackle to fail was his first team, and he won't be the last. But the next three picks after Green Bay took him at number two were Barry Sanders, Derek Thomas, and Deion Sanders. They fucked up so bad. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So you're saying we could have actually had – well, this is 89. So, yeah, he still would have been able to play with Favre. We would have had Favre and Barry Sanders on the same fucking team. Yeah. Barry Sanders <laughs> might have actually had a Super Bowl. Fuck. Thanks, old man sandwich bitch over here. <laughs> old man sandwich. <laughs> I like how they literally don't talk about him at all. Like, they literally talk about those three draft picks. All of them became Hall of Famers. Barry Sanders falling to the divisional waiver lines, particularly has to hunt the Packers. When they don't even talk about his failures. They literally don't talk about him. Uh-uh. That's how bad of a failure you are. They don't even talk about you in your own blur. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> um. So yeah, he played for the Packers from '89 to '92, and then the Colts from '96 to '98. Um. He only played a total of 86 games and had two fumble recoveries. That's it. That's a Hall of Fame career right there, Mize. Yeah. Shit. Uh, here's here's something. It says drafted as an offensive tackle, uh, Mandarich never lived up to the stellar expectations set for him. After a lengthy holdout, which was not settled until the week before the regular season kickoff, he spent most of the year on the special teams unit. He was also known for having attitude issues. He was quoted as saying, I am not like other players. I am Tony Mandarich, and they have to understand that. If they don't like it, that's just the way I am, and, and they are going to learn to like it. Hey, great if attitude, I wasn't, sucker. then why would I say I am? In the paper, in the news every day, I am. Yeah, I am. That's just the way I sandwich. ESPN won't even play my jam. <laughs> you ain't got no jam. Only <laughs> jam you have is in the fucking fridge, apparently. Oh. Right? This is after three seasons of lackluster performances on a four-year contract. Um, Mandarich was cut in 1992 by the Packers, who cited non-football injury. Mandarich <laughs> is often referred to as one of the top five biggest busts in NFL history, having been drafted ahead of such NFL legends such as Barry Sanders, Derek Thomas, Deion Sanders, Steve Atwater, Eric Metcalf, and Andre Risen. The September 28, 1992 cover of ES, uh, I'm sorry, uh, cover of Sports Illustrated featured Ma- uh, Mandarich labeling him the NFL's incredible bust. Yeah, that guy. I thought it was Pamela Anderson. That's different. <laughs> That's different. Uh, oh, here's something else, too. It says the question of steroids has been an issue or has been discussed as a possible factor for his colossal failure. Mandarich did not admit to his steroid use until 2008. Until then, he publicly blamed his work ethic in the, in the 2003 Milwaukee Journal Sentinel article saying, quote, I wanted to create as much hype as I could for many different reasons, slash exposure, negotiating leverages, you name it. And it all worked, except the performance wasn't there when it was time to play football. Well, no shit. <laughs> the first the first Sports Illustrated cover story included allegations of steroid use in college. However, mentioning acne on his forearms and premature balding. I'm talking about to say premature ejaculation. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> Well, sometimes it happens. You get a little excited, feel that rush, that cocaine hits your heart. <laughs> oh, Lord. After getting cut by the Packers, he went to Traverse City, Michigan for two years, addicted to drugs and alcohol. His family checked him into a rehabilitation clinic on, in, on March 23rd, 1995, where he became sober 
uh, Mandy Rich returned to football for three years between 1996 and 1998 with the Indianapolis Colts, starting all 16 games during the 1997 season. He retired from football in 1998 due to a shoulder injury. So there you go. Shoulder injury, my ass. <laughs> Nobody won your ass. Get on the bench. Oh. Rogers on one tonight. He is. And not hey, I'm just, hey, two, I'm just mad these motherfuckers got paid millions of dollars to be a worse player than me. <laughs> hey, it happens, man. <clears throat> anyway. So that being said, yeah, let's move on to the very next one on the list. The next one is Kai Jenna Carter, running back from Penn State, drafted number one overall in the 1995 draft to the Cincinnati Bengals. Carter's pair of 1,000-yard rushing season in college, including a 23 including a 23 touchdown year in 1994, led the Bengals to trade up in order to draft him number one overall and give the back a massive contract. His rookie season, though, was erased by a preseason knee injury, and more injuries hampered the rest of his NFL career. He ended up starting only 14 games in his five years with the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, I don't – I've never heard of this guy. What about you guys? Uh, can't say what I have. I can't say I have either. Uh, and, no. I mean, he, he just retired in 04. Wait, hold on. I think I actually do know who he is because I saw um, ESPN did a thing about him. And I can't remember what it was. I think it was rookies that got injured and were able to play their rookie contract an extra year or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so he played for the Bengals from 95 to 99. Then he played for the Washington Redskins for uh, 2001. Uh, sir, season. you can't see that name? Um, I'm. That's what they were called <laughs> in 2001. You can go with the breadsticks if you want to, but not through. Not the skins of reds. Uh, I thought you were calling them the brigade, Roger. No, that's their current name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after he uh, left the Redskins, he he went to play for the Green Bay Packers in 2002, uh, and then the New Orleans Saints from 03 to 04. Uh, total career stats: 319 rushing attempts. 1,144 rushing yards. He did have 20 rushing touchdowns, 66 receptions for 469 yards, and one receiving touchdown. So in almost 10 years, he had as many rushing yards as he had in one season at Penn State. Well, his best year at Penn State was the 1994, I'm sorry, yeah, 1994 yeah. season. He had 1,500. Mm-hmm, 1,500, but he, all, and he, and he had 23 touchdowns total. Um, but in the, in, the, in the 1995 Rose Bowl against Oregon, he had 21 attempts, 156 yards, and three touchdowns in that game. So that probably, you know, I mean, you perform in a big bowl game, people are going to notice you a little bit more was that maybe that performance maybe is what elevated them up because i mean the Bengals. it says right here it says the cincinnati Bengals selected carter with the number one overall pick in 95 um 
I'm trying to see what was the golly. He signed a seven-year, $19.2 million deal with a $1.725 million signing bonus, which at the time was an NFL uh, record uh, contract for a rookie. Wait, how much? How much was the contract for? Nineteen point two million, uh, with a two, with a seven point one two five uh bonus. Shit, sure, that's a kicker salary nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> right. Motherfucker better be happy he got money. I know, right? And how much did you say was guaranteed? Uh, seven point one two five. No, that was the signing bonus. Signing bonus. I'm sorry. I don't know that there was anything actually guaranteed. Yeah, I don't think they had a guaranteed money back then, did they? Yeah, they, I don't think they did guaranteed back then. Because the guarantee, I don't think we came up thinking until Jamarcus Russell's fat ass. Yeah, fuck <laughs> him. Yeah. He, this, that I said it once before, and I'll say, you know what? I'll wait, because I know he's on this list. I'll wait until we get, I'll hold, withhold that. Um, Moving on, let's move on to the very next one, Chip. I think it's you, Bubba. Go ahead. Uh, yep. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about former Oregon quarterback, uh, number three overall to the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, (laughs) in the 99 draft, we're talking (laughs) about uh, Achilles Smith. Uh, so the Bengals drafted Smith at number three despite his relative lack of college production and Smith missing rookie training camp time due to a contract dispute certainly did not help. He ended up starting only 17 games in four years with a 3-14 and 14 record, a 5-13 to 13 touchdown interception ratio with the Bengals, the only team he ever played. Yeah. Like, wow. Here's my thing. If, if Rookie's going to have a contract issue, well, I'll fucking sign him. Well, that's the thing. If you're a rookie and you're having a contract dispute having never stepped on the field for a pro football team, like you're done at that point. In my opinion, I don't care who you are. That was, the, not, that was the fucking Jamarcus Russell thing. And my thing is, I don't like, obviously I'll don't wait. get low balled. What? No, I was going to say the whole thing about, I said, that was the whole Jamarcus Russell thing. That's why I stopped myself because I want to wait. Cause I know that motherfucker's on the list. So I'm going to wait. So go ahead, Roger. Finish okay. what you was going to say. But uh, like, don't let them lowball you, obviously. Um, but also don't be a fucking cunt. So <laughs> right. You know, but you say, have to understand you have to understand, man, that like you're coming into this as a rookie. So fuck what you did in college. This is a completely different game now. Everybody's special in college until you get here. And then once you're here, you gotta earn what you have, you know. See, that's why I appreciate what the NFL did with with the rookie wage scale. Um, because then it's like, okay, you can only make a certain amount of money. Either one of two things is going to happen. Either after your rookie contract, they're going to say you're not worth the money we're paying you or you're worth a hell of a lot more. And those are the only two options that you have, pretty much. If they want to re-sign you with the same contract, which I get it, you know, ego is involved, money is involved, feelings get hurt, and it's all – and I understand that part of it. But it's a business at the end of the day, so I get it. But if you're a rookie, like, just be happy that you've been blessed to play this game of football. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you might you might starve a little bit, but you know what? You're making a hell of a lot more money than you would still playing in college. You, you know starve, what I mean? Starve a little bit. But if starve a, a little if bit. If a, a pro is starving, they must have got paid $4. Right? Yeah. 
they right. if, I, I was if, I was saying I was exaggerating that. I wasn't literally mean you're gonna starve, but the, you well, know. that's but but to 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 add on to that, like if you were playing in the NFL and you're starving, you didn't budget your money properly. That's a you problem, not a anybody else problem. That's why you hired a financial team. Exactly. Right. Did you guys ever watch that documentary on uh 30 for 30 broke? I mean, I saw the Netflix one. Um, I've seen the ESPN one. Yeah, the ESPN it's really, really good. Like it really it's it's basically what Chip was just talking about. Players who didn't know how to finance how to use their finances and how to save their money. And you, you don't know how long your career is gonna last, you know. Not everybody can have a 20-year career, not everybody can have a you know a long Tom Brady career, you know. I can't remember but, who it was that said um you're taking a bunch of 17, 18, 19-year-old kids or 20-year-old kids nowadays, and you're giving them millions of dollars after they had zero dollars in their pocket and expect them to be financially literate <laughs> when most of these people grew up in poverty. Was it a coach that said that or was it a player that said it? Uh, unfortunately, I might have to credit Skip Bayless for that. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Well, if, I, if Skip Bayless said it, then it probably came from like a Bill Walsh or somebody like that. Mm. And I get that, and I, I completely agree but you also have to be smart enough to put people in place to help you with that. Oh, for sure. I understand that. You know, that's why I think it was, um, who was it? Was it Harbaugh at uh, Michigan that um, requires his players to take financial literacy classes? Yes. Yeah. 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 But, but, but because Harbaugh made that a whole lot of other coaches, Mike Leach, God rest his soul was doing that for uh, his players said, listen, take you a business course. You know, because that's and here's here's another thing. Even if you take that business class, even if you for some reason don't make it to the NFL, guess what? You got a business degree. You have something to fall back on. You know what I mean? So it's not only setting yourself up for a possible future in the NFL to play football for the rest of your life, but it's a possibility of getting yourself a business degree. Therefore, you can pursue other things outside of football if you're not blessed enough to play in the NFL. You know, so it's. You know, it's it, it's a it's a it's a win win either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but yeah, but yeah, but as far as Achilles Smith goes, if you look at the 1999 draft that he was in, where he was taken third overall, the two players that were taken over him was Tim Couch to the Cleveland Browns and Donovan McNabb to the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, McNabb, After, is, that, is that old? Huh? McNabb is that old? That was 1999. I know. I felt, for some reason, I felt like he was 2003, 2004. No, no, no. Uh, McNabb was 99. But after Achilles Smith, Edron James, Ricky Williams, Tory Holt. <laughs> no, Ricky. Champ Bailey. <laughs> I love Ricky, man. Champ Bailey, David Boston, Chris McAllister, Dante Culpepper, Javon Kurtz, Damian Woody, Patrick Kearney, Al Wilson. I mean. Was Clint Portis not in that draft? No, Clinton Portis was 2002. No, no, no. Clinton Portis was 2001. Let me go look real quick. Clinton. Clinton Portis was 2002. Okay. Yeah. Damn, he didn't go into the second round, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I could have swore he was a first rounder. He was also drafted by my team. Yep. That's, yeah, he, he was drafted to the Broncos. Yep, and we traded him to Washington for Champ Bailey. Mm-hmm. 
that's y'all definitely won that trade. I mean, Clay Borton's no slouch though. You know, he wasn't no slouch though. I mean, he he was he was he was a killer in Miami, man. Um, we just got ourselves a better defensive player out of it that we really right. need. Right. That was the that was the that was the expand that was the expansion year. That was the Houston Tech that was the Houston Texans expansion year in two thousand and two. Y'all took uh, Chip. Y'all took David Carr number one overall that year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the better Carr brother, right? I won't yeah. say the. I, I can't say. <laughs> we the shall see. Car. We shall see. No, I can't say the better Carr. It's a joke. Um, but I do think had he went to a different team that was more established. Uh, I think his career would have been a little better than what it was. Yeah. I mean, the only other quarterback that was selected in the first round of that – oh, I'm sorry, there was two other quarterbacks that were selected. Uh, the last quarterback in the in the first round, which was Patrick Ramsey, um, but the third overall pick to the Lions was Joey Harrington. So that was that one. But nevertheless – Let's move on to the very next one on the list. Roger Schumann. Oh, it is me. Um, next on the list is um, – okay, yeah, I'm on the right one. Next on the <laughs> list is – well, for some reason it scrolled up and I'm like, what the fuck? This is not what I was on. <laughs> uh, next on the list is the great Ryan Leaf, quarterback from Washington State, 1998 NFL Draft. Number two overall to the San Diego Chargers. So many consider Leaf the biggest NFL draft bust from all time, primarily due to the fact that he was debated alongside Peyton Manning atop the 98 class. While poor off-field behavior and injuries contributed to Leaf's NFL flameout, his horrendous play, uh, 13 touchdowns to 33 interception ratio, a 48.8 passer rating, and a record of 4-14 and 14 in 18 starts for the Chargers uh, would have been enough. San Diego dumped him as soon as the 2000 season ended. Man, he should have played for the fucking com- uh, Commanders. They would have kept him for more, four, five or six more years. Right? Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, San Diego from 98 to 2000, uh, Tampa Bay 2001, Dallas 2001, and he was on the practice squad of Seattle in 2002. After his after, after he was cut, people still picked his ass up. Yes. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong with me? Why are they so stupid? Well, hey. so the Bucks picked him up with the intent of letting him develop slowly, but his wrist had still not healed, and uh, doctors recommended surgery. So they uh, they cut him uh, because he wouldn't accept a demotion to fourth string quarterback. Then the Cowboys attempted uh, to sign him, uh, but why? He uh, well, he only played four games for the Cowboys, all losses, uh, and the four game total he threw four hundred ninety four yards with only one touchdown and three interceptions. Mm. That two thousand and go ahead, Chip. Sorry, but he still got another chance with the Seattle Seahawks. This practice squad, no. Uh, well, he attended this team spring mini camp and seemed upbeat about the new team, but then abruptly retired at the age of 26 just before the start of the 
2002 training camp. Yeah. Had he had signed the deal with Tampa Bay to been the fourth string, he would have been backed behind the quarterback was Brad Johnson. Second string was Sean King. And the third string was Joe Hamilton. Go ahead and say it. I don't know who any of those guys are. <laughs> I know who Brad Johnson is. I know who Brad Johnson is. Um, he was the quarterback of Tampa Bay when they won the Super Bowl in 2002. Again. Was he? he yeah. Was he a starter? He was the starter, yeah. I thought Dilfer won that one. No, Dilfer won the one in uh, Baltimore. Yeah, but I thought he won with the Bucks also. Mm-mm, he no, he he never won a uh, he never won a Super Bowl with uh, the Buccaneers. Wow. Nah, Dilfer, if I'm not mistaken, Trent Dilfer went to after that year. Uh, I believe he. Let me go down here and look real quick. Uh, after the Raven, yeah, he went to Seattle. Yeah, he went to Seattle, and he was a starter in Seattle from 2001 to two, I guess the 2002, whenever they got Matt Hasselbeck and then he kind of, he was the bridge to get to Hasselbeck. He last, his last actual playing, he actually, last time he played in the NFL was in 2007 with the San Francisco 49ers. I think he backed up. Um, who did he back up? San Francisco, San Francisco, San Francisco. Uh, he backed up Alex Smith. Who did? Yeah. What Trent Dilfer backed up Alex Smith in 2007. I'm forever. Yeah. The death chart was Alex Smith, Trent Dilfer, Sean Hill. That was the depth chart. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Just giving you the facts. Just giving you the facts. Uh, Chip, any final words on Ryan Leaf? <laughs> no. What can be said? That dude was trash. There we go. Uh, he was not trash. He was inconsistent. Yeah. Bruh, he was but trash. We, we about to talk about trash. We about to talk about the biggest bust. And here's the thing. For years, I had thought that Ryan Leaf was the biggest bust in NFL history. Until this guy came along. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the number one pick for the worst number, not only biggest bust. If I was, I don't want to go as far as to say he's the biggest bust in any draft from any of the big sports, but he's definitely in there. We are talking about Jamarcus Russell, quarterback from Louisiana State University, LSU. Drafted number one overall in the in the 2007 NFL Draft by the Oakland Raiders. Jamar, uh, Jamarcus Russell is in the conversation for biggest NFL draft bust of all time, primarily thanks to the hype he generated as a rare size-strength combination at the quarterback position. Thanks in part to a training camp holdout that carried into the season he started only one game during his rookie year with the Raiders. The team dumped him in 2010 
after 25 starts in three seasons with a record of 7-18, and 18, and Jamarcus Russell never again saw the field in the NFL. Thoughts, gentlemen? He's definitely not the biggest bust in all sports history, but in the NFL he is. Oh, he's been, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yes. I mean, he had a completion percentage of only 52%. He threw 4,083 yards. He had an 18 to 23 touchdown interception ratio and a passer rating of 65.2. Um, he's put up Tim Tebow numbers. I think Tim Tebow numbers were better. I, I think so too. <laughs> What did you say his completion rating was? 52.1. Just a little bit. I mean, golly. I just... uh... I'm going to look through this list. Yeah, Tebow had a... Like 70%, wasn't it? No. Tebow had... Tebow had a worse completion percentage, 47.9. Uh, 17 yeah. touchdowns to nine interceptions, though. Because he ran the uh, ball all the time. Well, yeah, he only threw 2,422 yards and rushed 989 yards with 12 rushing touchdowns. Hey, score how you can, man, <laughs> you know. It is, it is what it is. But interestingly enough, because we had talked about Jamarcus just a few minutes ago when we talked about well, we, when we had talked about like the rookie wage scale and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here, it says John Clayton on ESPN stated that Russell's workout at the 2007 NFL scouting combine that his arm strength and size impressed several teams and predicted that he would be hard to pass up. Uh, Jamarcus Russell at number one at the combine. Russell stated that his size, I started playing football at the age of six, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. Uh, Russell was selected by the Oakland Raiders as the number one overall pick. Russell was one of four LSU players that were taken in the first round, along with uh, LaRon Landry, Dwayne Bowe, and Craig Davis. Former Lions uh, general manager and Raiders linebacker coach Matt, Matt Millen. Uh, said in 2015 that he warned Raiders owner Al Davis to not draft Jamarcus Russell after Millen kicked Russell out of a pre-draft interview for being overly distracting, whatever that means. According to Millen, Russell had had a stiff, was a stiff who couldn't pay attention more than five minutes. Oakland Raiders then head coach Lane Kiffin also stated in 2016 uh, he did not want to draft um, Jamarcus Russell, uh, preferring future pro football Hall of Fame type Hall of Famer, wide receiver, uh, Calvin Johnson. That Oh, that was the same draft as Calvin Johnson. Holy shit. After firing him in 20, after firing him in 2008, Davis acknowledged that Kiffin um, opposed drafting Wilson, but was indecisive towards his preferred pick. After failing to reach a contract agreement with the Raiders, again, this is a rookie we're talking about. After failing to reach a contract agreement with the Raiders, Russell held out through training camp and into the first week of the 2007 NFL season until September 12th, when he signed a y'all ready for this? A six-year contract worth up to 68 million dollars with 31.5 million dollars guaranteed. 
This is a rookie who's never stepped on an NFL field before. And he's getting six years, 68 million with 31 and a half million guaranteed. What? Y'all go ahead. I. What's there to go ahead about? I mean, <laughs> why would you give that much money to a rookie? Like, I mean, yeah, he was impressive in college, but was Your he a franchise player? And if he turns out to be a bust, you wasted your money. I mean, it says Raiders head coach Lane Kiffin did not immediately name Russell the, uh, the starting quarterback, saying the way we control, the way we really control what he is doing, played for his set amount of time for this many plays. He doesn't have to have everything mastered, noting that Russell had missed all the training camp and other quarterbacks like Derek, I'm sorry, David Carr should have been brought along more slowly. Uh, says he made his first professional appearance against the uh, Denver Broncos on December 2nd of 2007. Coming into the second quarter in relief of, of the starter, Josh McCown, Russell played two series that completed a four, four seven pass and only threw for 56 yards. Uh, he started against the Jacksonville Jaguars and threw his first career touchdown to Zach Miller and finished the set, finished his last seven, finished the last seven games with 23 pass attempts for 83 yards and one touchdown, three interceptions, and a lost fumble. So there you go. Showed you how his first year in the NFL. That was a great investment on your money, right? Yeah. No, that's the gamble with the draft. Which I mean, I mean, look at you guys in tour right now. We didn't pay him an outrageous amount of money because you aren't allowed to. What's the rookie wage scale, man? I mean, I'll ask you guys this question Was the rookie wage scale a good idea for the NFL? Yes, yes, (laughs) absolutely. Which I think this is the primary reason why it was instituted because, again, $31.5 million guaranteed. And, bruh, <laughs> you should be in prison for theft. You robbed Al Davis of his money by being just just terrible. I mean, very, you know, very lackadaisical. That's, that's not the first way to take a bunch of money from him that ended up sucking ass, though. <laughs> that, well, you got a point. Romanowski comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> Romanowski was not a bust, though. No, he was great in Denver, but – when he got to Oakland, he He's wasn't because he wasn't because of drugs. Because <laughs> of drugs, that man was coked out of his mind. Him and LT back to back. <laughs> what is up with you and Coke, bro? <laughs> I mean, you want to tell me Romanowski wasn't on drugs? I'm not saying he wasn't on drugs, but you specifically said Coke. You've been, that's, you've what, been they, on... that's what they were on. I thought we... it was just testosterone and you know, steroids and cocaine, steroids, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> it was a different world back then, I guess. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it was when we had the top elite athletes doing the best they could, and now we're not allowed to do steroids and cocaine. Just use the best. <laughs> so dope them up as much as possible. I want the p- epitome of every athlete. Roger wants NFL blitz. Or he, he, Roger wants blitz the league straight up. <laughs> No, I don't want them to be like doing drugs on the field and on the sideline. <laughs> you do it before the game, 
give yourself about a good 25, 30 minutes before the game. So that way the cocaine hits your system, your heart, the steroids are going through too. You're getting a lot of blood flow. So you're going hundred miles an hour and your senses are all the way up there, ready to go. Dude, could you imagine somebody like a Bill Belichick doing like a line of coke? His son does. Well, I know that. <laughs> and he smokes meth too, probably. Oh my God. <laughs> this man listens less more than Bobby Brown in an interview. I don't hear nothing. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> man is always parched for some reason. Yeah, so he has a limited Gatorade next to him. That that nineteen eighty surfer hair. Surfer, that man's got a. He's got himself a Pikeville mullet. There you go. This man looks like he wrestles and works at Jiffy Lube at the same time. <laughs> he's the mechanic and the owner, but he got there it from his go. daddy. So let's, crank oh, yeah, the, so let's crank at the back. Let's crank at the back. Oh, man. Speedy. All right, all right, all right. Now that we went over the top 10 biggest busts in NFL history, uh, are there any other are there any other players that you guys would consider bust? Uh, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford? Yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah. Y'all remember Trent Richardson running back from Alabama? I don't think he's a bus. He played for the fucking Browns. Good point. <laughs> During their horrible years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. Because he um, did good in the other league he's played in. Well, yeah, that's true. What, what was he? The uh, was MVP it the, U- the XFL or USFL? Sorry. USFL, yeah. yeah. Is he still well, playing? The, or is I he think he still is. Playing? I'm look that up real quick. But Trent Richardson is still playing football. No, we can't. motherfucker, shut up. All right, here, click, here, click here. It says he's playing for uh, Cardillos de. I'm just gonna send this to you. Hang on. Yeah, I can just look it up online. Yeah. Whatever, however you pronounce that, that's who. We, that's the team he's currently playing for. The Chihuahuas. The Chihuahuas. Yeah, yeah. Chihuahuas. <laughs> playing for a team called the Chihuahuas. I didn't even know Mexico had their own football league. Well, it says it's an American football team based in Chihuahua City, Mexico, in the LFA, Liga de Football Americano. Yeah, it's, it's American Football League in Spanish, but Mexican football. Uh, yeah, I didn't know they had. Shoot. This man ran yeah. a 4 4 5. And they still yeah. didn't think he was good. Uh, yeah, it's Chihuahua City, uh, Saltillo, Saltillo, Monterey, Tijuana, (laughs) Equatorial City, 
uh, Chidad, Jurez. Jurez. <laughs> just, just give up while you're ahead. Just, I'm just, trying. I'm, I'm trying. Just, just give up while you're ahead. Okay. Okay. Have I got to learn Spanish anyway? <laughs> Why? It's America. Yeah, but I got to communicate with my coworkers. Just, just point. <laughs> okay. Google Translate. That being said, you uh, yeah. over there, you <laughs> over there, you. That's all you got to do. I, I love that they have two teams, uh, different parts of Mexico, but they have the Dinos and the Raptors. Oh, wow. In, in the LFA. They got, they, got the, they, are? they got the Hefes. Uh The Dinos are in Saltillo, and the Raptors are in uh, Nacopan. I think that's right. Nacopan. Those are the areas that have the most dinosaur fossils. Yeah. Because there's a city or there's a couple of cities in Mexico that have tons of fossils. I just don't remember what they are. Just that's it, folks. Yeah, those are the 10 biggest NFL busts of all time. Hopefully, next week, people will uh, draft the future of their franchises and not necessarily the the disappointments that come along with a draft. But drafts are unpredictable anyway, man. You never really know who's going to be good and who isn't going to be good. I mean, let's be honest. Who who among us thought Brock Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant, was going to end up being what he became you know what i mean and even if it is just open he may be a one season wonder but who knows we'll see what happens um that being said ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning into this episode of something about sports tonight can uh, we call you guys- mr Trubisky a bust yet yeah i would since he was Consider- drafted above everybody that was better than him traded up for I mean, you know. That was the – who was taking number one overall that year? Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, yeah. So, yeah, Miles Garrett, Mitchell Trubisky. Patrick Mahomes. And then everybody else. Pat Holmes, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Sean Watson. Sean Watson. Right? Sean, Watson. Yeah. Sean Watson, not Lamar Jackson. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would say Trubisky is probably – he should be in consideration for us, definitely. Um. But yeah, one bust. I don't know if I go as far as number one. Jamarcus Russell to me is still number one. Yeah, no, Jamarcus Russell is still the worst of all. That being said, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Something About Sports. Who are some of your favorite busts or maybe dishonorable mentions, if you will? Let us know on all of our social media pages, man. Hope you guys enjoyed this this uh, this episode tonight. Anything you guys want to say before we bounce out of here? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. What you got to say, Raj? Um, don't be a bus. Go to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe, like, you know, comment, share with your friends. Tell us who your biggest bust on your team is. Um, if you're a Raiders fan, I'm sorry. If you're a Browns fan, I'm even more sorry. Uh, a Bengals fan, even? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
what else? A Jets fan. Yeah, fuck the Jets. Um, Carolina fan. Carolina, um, Carolina's not that bad. They just made bone. The, the last good pick they had was uh, no, I can't even really say that. Curtis Samuel. Did he go? Did he get drafted to the Panthers? I thought Washington got him. I know, I know it's where he's playing now, but is it? Did 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 Carolina draft Curtis Samuel? I thought they did. I could have swore he was drafted by Washington. I don't know, but anyway, nevertheless. Um, but yeah, shout out to all no, of our 2017 sponsors. Carolina Panthers. Really? Yeah. Huh? Did he get traded or did he go free agency to Washington? Uh, they probably traded him to be honest. Uh, didn't yeah? Did they trade him last year? I thought they. I thought he's been he's been on Washington since 2021. Huh. Okay. They traded him. Yeah. Mm. What they get? What did he end up getting for him? Uh, Sam Darnold. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I asked. I just. Hey, I don't, I don't you, know. you got I the info go, in front of you, man. I'm just saying. I didn't delve into the trade. <laughs> 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 so he was drafted by Carolina. All right. He unfortunately, plays for the Commandors. Yeah. The Snyder's. Not well, no more. The not magic. No, he's, the magic. There you go. Actually, the oh. guy like the main guy that owns them is the same guy that owns like the 76ers and also the New Jersey Devils, who are all now playoff contender teams. Yeah. So this dude is actually good at tr- fucking building teams. <laughs> right. Um, I think does he I think he owns a team in all um all four major sports. I think he owns a baseball team too. What group is it a group of guys or is it just one person? I mean, is it technically a quote unquote group, but there's a dude that put the most money up for for it. Okay, so he's a little more like the figurehead, pretty much. His his last name is Harris, Josh Harris. Okay. Um, shit, let me look him up. Yeah. Well, while you're looking him up, shout out to the OGGearAnime.com. Shout out to uh, AudibleTrial.com forward slash Movement Radio. Uh, also, Canva, Zoo Lily, Entertainment Earth, Get Response, Just Cash Clothing. Uh, L- um, sorry, stop it. Yeah. Uh, W.GG and um, Elementor. Uh, thank you to all of our friends and family that's been down with us this day one. You know who you are. Did you find it yet? Yeah, this dude is worth $7.6 billion. He owns a private equity firm, Apollo Global Management, with Leon Black and Mark Rowan, who are the major guys that put it forward for everything. But he uh, got the he led the investment group that purchased the 76ers uh, and the New Jersey Devils. Um, obviously, now the... Um, Washington Commanders for six point zero five billion. So so crazy that you can be a major fucking racist and get six billion dollars. Um, he also is a general partner of Crystal Palace FC, who actually is becoming a better team too. Yeah, I watched I, I watched them, dude. Yeah, I'm slowly becoming a fan of Crystal Palace. I'm sorry. Um, but, well, well, <laughs> hell, I had to pick a team I mean, watching EPL, so I just found one. You know, no, it's fine. Crystal Palace, I, they're, they're, that sounds cool. Why they not? They got a cool. They got a cool design. They're pretty cool. I like them. They're but yeah. I, I remember the years when they were going to the fucking B or the League Two, technically and stuff. Well, they it's, were almost. Well, they were almost in deregulation. What, like three, four years ago, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's this dude knows how to buy teams and make them better. Did you did did you ever find a base? Did you say he had a baseball team? He did have a baseball team. It's just does it right, right now. He's got three out of the four. I wonder who he's going to pick up as the fourth one. <laughs> who hey. will be his baseball team? Um, who needs desperate help? Uh, golly, there's a couple. 
Washington, Colorado. Uh, Nationals won the Super uh, the World Series a couple years ago, didn't they? Who? Nationals. Yes. Yeah. Well, they, beat, like, oh. they beat the uh, Astros yeah. that year. Yeah, they say it's not been too. Oh far. yeah, that's so it was twenty nine. No, twenty eighteen. It's, it's been about yeah five years, right? Something like that, right? Because it was it was pre pandemic. Yeah, it was right after you got rid of uh, Harper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny if you look at uh, the last uh, like five years of World Series wins. Sorry. Okay, 2019. Yeah. There you go. I, I think it's like the last five years of World Series wins, either the Astros won or Lost. were defeated yeah. in the World Series. Like well, it's crazy. It's what happens when you cheat to win, right? Oh, here we go. Bang that bang that trash can, man. Bang that trash can. (laughs) It's it's ironic everybody says that, and they had a better away record than they did a home record. You would think that cheating would get you a better home record. No, because you said you do 18 uh style more. I mean, hey, yeah, but they only use the trash can method at home. Yeah, that's that's why everybody started getting on to them and started switching it up. I mean, we won game six, so I mean, <laughs> that's the only. Well, other. It was only that one year. It was only that, that one year. That, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll take it. You're trying to give the you gotta, no, 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 no. You gotta understand. You gotta understand. I've been waiting for a World Series since 1995. Okay, let me have this. Okay, you got what three out of the last six or some shit like that. Damn. Two. You guys only have you guys have two in the last 35 years. Something. Yeah, 1995 and. 2021 yeah that was the, those were the only two championships that the Braves have you gotta forget you gotta remember he's a Yankees fan they uh, bought championships uh, for years oh, that's yeah. not true at all that's not you true were, at all, you were around for you were you were you were around for how many championships one maybe two no no, no more than two you were no, you sure? were born yeah, well, t- 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 I, was, I, was, I was born technically for the 90s one, but I wasn't a fucking baseball fan <laughs> when I was three. Because <laughs> the, the Yankees won four. They won 97, 98, 99, and 2000. Yeah, and they could have won, won in 2001, but... They should have you know, won in 2001. Arizona happened, man. <laughs> team of destiny. No, fucking piece of shit team. Hey. Hey, 9-11 just happened. Let's ruin the Yankees team. So you're saying? Oh, sorry. So you're saying there's a conspiracy that the Yankees should have won, but they didn't, and they didn't. I, want to I, make think, it they, I think the Rockies are a bunch of cunts. <laughs> oh, a month ago, you guys had a massive tragedy in your home <laughs> city, with the biggest in the nation. Fuck y'all. Okay, Rockies. That's why y'all movie theaters got shot up. Bro, good lord, God. Fuck them. We shut it down, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much Fuck for being them. here tonight. We love y'all. Roger don't love anybody, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> Not them Rockies. You a hater. <laughs> fuck them. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Oh, God. Uh, we're still going to stay here. We got more to talk about. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Thank you guys for tuning in. Who are some of your favorite busts? Let us know. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, <laughs> comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and right here on YouTube. Go ahead. Shut up. Shut up. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel right here. Subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. Streamlabs.com forward slash movement radio forward slash merch. Go copy some merch. 
And once again, movementradio.us. Your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. And fuck the Rockies. And this is Movement Radio. God's playing.